Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Soleil Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. Attention, please. And now, it's Cutter's Rockcast. In studio, and we don't get many of these anymore ever since that stupid pandemic happened, but uh, Brian and Blake from the band Fame on Fire joining me in person. It's so nice to talk to somebody in person. It's like you're not through a screen. You're not on a phone. You're real human beings. Yeah. Uh, Fame on Fire. Thank you guys for doing this. I I greatly appreciate it. Thanks Uh, Yeah. Of course. So I want to dig because now you guys have this song called Welcome to the Circus or Welcome to the Circus. That's Five Finger Death Punch. Welcome to the Chaos, which is you guys and Spencer from Ice Nine Kills. That's uh, now in the top uh, top 20 or whatever. I mean, it's 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 really been blowing up for you guys. But before we get into that, I want to go back to the beginning, because right before the pandemic had hit, it seemed like your name had started popping up all over the place. And then, boom, gone. Everything shuts down. Yep. Um you know, we were gearing up. We uh, we just signed to to Hopeless Records, and uh, we had our first album pretty much locked and loaded, ready to go. Mm-hmm. And um, we were coming off of a tour, like not nothing crazy, but just a little tour. And um, we were getting ready to release our first album, and uh, we got home. Levels. Yeah, yeah, we were getting ready to release Levels, and um, we got home from this tour. Uh, what's it? I think it was March 13th we got home. Or- yeah, Friday the 13th was... The last show. The last show. And then we said we got home on the no, 14th. Of course it was Friday the 13th. Yeah, yeah. That was the last show in Jacksonville, Florida. And Florida wasn't. So that was in March of 2020? March 2020. Okay. And so played our last show. Um, and it was a great show. People were going wild. And, yeah. Um, we got home and uh, everything was shut down that next day. Everything was shut down. I remember we got home and I was like, I can't get toilet paper. <laughs> I can't. Like, I can't do anything. Oh, yeah. And then I remember talking with our label. They're like, well we're going to wait a little bit to release the album because maybe things will calm down and um, yeah. we'll be able to get this album out and like you guys can tour off the album. We, well, we did have scheduled a tour in May. Yeah. Uh, we were supposed to tour that album. Uh, and that was going to be a headlining tour, right? If I remember yeah. this correctly. Yeah, correct. So that was a bummer, obviously, but I think, you know, I mean, we didn't have control over what happened. You know, mm-hmm. the Pandy Wandy hit and we were like, oh, let's get in. So we actually did a little bit more writing even though we had the album done. We were just yeah. kind of like, you know, BSing with new stuff. Um, but you know what? I think it kind of helped in a way because I've, you've probably noticed, but coming back from that, everyone's just so ready for music and live yeah, events. Very much so. Uh, and so when we ended up coming to, and I don't want to jump to conclusions, but we when we started to do uh, touring again and we ran out with Ice Nine Kills, which was September of 21, um, that was insane. Like people yeah. were just like, we don't know who you are or we do know who you are, but either way, let's go. That tour was so good though. <sighs> oh, it was that so great. tour was so, that whole lineup was great. Just being at, and we were just talking about a venue in my hometown of Green Bay, Wisconsin, that that tour hit. Um, but just being like, I was up in the mezzanine, just watching the crowd. I loved, I love doing this, especially now that we've been doing this a long time, right? Just watching the crowd and watching the reaction to the bands and the band's reaction to the crowd. Just, that was a special night, man. That tour was a special one. Yeah. I'll always remember, honestly, Green Bay being like, for me, like, cause we were very new to like having over a thousand people 
You know, yeah. we, we never played a show more, probably more than 200 people before that. Wow. And so, like, what, what, what is the Epic Event Center like? What's the cap e- Epic holds two grand? Yeah. About? Yeah. So, um, and that was the size of rooms that you guys were hitting for that yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, so, and so just seeing that many people and, like, them being really receptive towards us because, you mm-hmm. know, we were just so new with it. And, like, not every crowd was re- – a lot of people, we call them mouth breathers, but they just open their mouth and like mm-hmm. – <laughs> <laughs> um, but but so you know, or Green everybody Bay at being, a country show. <laughs> yeah, Green Bay being very receptive towards us was massive, and I remember like really loving it, especially like the whole the whole venue itself was super awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was just again that was a special. But it did it did it, you're, you're right because it it did feel like everybody was just so ready for it. The thing that has surprised me with these tours in the last year and a half. Uh, it's just been one, the number, the sheer number of bands out on the road, because everybody came out of that going, we got to get out. We got to get out right now. Here's a new album. Got to get out. Here's a new album. Got to get out. Here's a new, literally from every band that exists in the world. It felt like, yep. Yet all the tours have done well. All the tours have done well for the most part. The, the 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 albums have been streaming like crazy for the most part. The singles have been doing well. Everybody's been blown up. Even new bands like Fam on Fire have been able to break through. Yeah, I think rock's making a comeback. I really I do. So. Well, I mean, with the American Music Awards adding some rock music categories, that to me was a telltale sign. As stupid as those award shows are, mm-hmm. when you've got a, a, a major award show like that, adding rock music categories and then ghost winning like that yeah. to me is a that's a that's a sign yeah i mean like i like to think of like bands that are like how many bands like that are like up and coming or like you know of the newer caliber that are now playing arenas yeah you know like the trinity of terror like they're doing arenas yeah oh dude like, it's we crazy. played our first arena on that tour and so because we went out for a few days on trinity of terror so we yeah we played our first arena and that was crazy like i never thought i'd be playing an arena this soon but like so it's like bands are playing arenas now, and and it's just well this it's this metal. particular genre within the world of rock that you guys are part of that I stand kills are part of. And you talk about Trinity of Terror, Motionless, and White, and Chris and I have had this conversation numerous times. But to think that they are a band that would have a number one rock single, to think that these types of bands, Ice Nine Kills and whoever else, can go and sell out arenas. Yep, you know what I mean, like that. I would have never when I watched Ice Nine Kills for the first time on the on the Warp Tour in two thousand whatever at like noon, yep. um, you know, and they're still dressing up and all the various Freddy Krueger characters. Like, it it was a mind blowing show for me. But it was noon at the Warp Tour. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I didn't think, yeah, okay, these guys are good and there's some stuff there and there's definitely have a draw. But I didn't think arenas. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? It, that and it's just, it's awesome. I mean, that just proves that. Rock is on the rise, yeah, at least yeah, to yeah. me. Like that, I agree with you. That makes me think 100%. that what we're doing is the right thing. <laughs> okay, so since we just mentioned Ice Nine Kills so many times, uh, you guys obviously did that tour with them. You did a couple of Turning to Terror dates. Uh, the song, Welcome to the Chaos, having Spencer on that song. Now, was that something that came about because of that tour? Um, or, yeah, or did so you already know that there was, was a, There was a couple moving things. So we wrote Welcome to the Chaos before we went on that tour. Mm-hmm. Like we had, um, we had like the skeleton written. We had a couple melodies written for it. And we um, heard about the Ice Nine Kills tour, and, and you know, it was like uh, our management contacted us, and like, okay, um, basically your first tour back out into the world is going to be with Ice Nine Kills. And we're like, that's crazy. Like, that's super sick. Like, yes, let's go, let's go. And we're writing Welcome to the Chaos, and we're like, you know what? Spencer would be really dope on this song because it's a theatrical song. Right. So our goal 
for those two tours we did with them was to get Spencer to feature on that song. Because we knew <laughs> we knew that that song would work for him. Were you like the kid, like like being like kids back in the day, trying to hand a cassette tape off to a record? Per- you know what I mean? Like yeah, yes you, and no. We don't want to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't want to sound like we were poaching him. You know, like oh, this is what we're doing. It was a cool idea, and we're like, hey, if it works organically, yeah, if it works. We already works, had yeah, okay. most of it written by the time we got a chance to know I sort of like was. the idea of Airheads better here. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we should start that whole rumor. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm down with that. But no, we That's really, good. we they really... actually kidnapped Spencer. If we were, tied it, him to a chair, put a microphone in front of him. Verse. Yes. Right, I'm sorry. I keep no, that is oh, actually, right. that's that's what happened. That's what happened. Perfect. Um, but no, we, uh, we wanted it to be organic and we wanted him to want to do it. We didn't want it to yeah. be like, hey, you need to do this or like, this is our goal for everything. Like, we want you to do it. We want to be cool with you. We want to be friends. And we want you to like the song because that suck if you didn't like the song. I joked around a few weeks ago on the Cutting Edge Countdown. I think uh, when when that song debuted officially in the top twenty one on my show, that uh, in order to have a song on the show, if you're a newer band, you have to, or even an older band for that matter, you have to have a song with Spencer from Ice Nine Kills. That's the that's the rule. He's Spencer has become the DJ Khalid of hard rock. Yeah, he's getting there. Yeah. <laughs> we the best. <laughs> Give him his own tagline. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But for good reason. I mean, the mm-hmm. guy, the guy can hit all of it. I mean, you can hear the guy do a straight up rock and roll song. You can hear the da- guy <laughs> scream yeah. his balls off in a death metal song. We uh, we heard him do a, a country song. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a song out now. I forget. I can look it up. But um, he's got a verse on it. I'm like, all right, this kind of goes. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it was cool. You know, at the end of the day, like, yeah, he's a fantastic vocalist, and he can hit different, you know, vocals. Right? He could do a yeah. screaming. He can do a singing. He's got a great voice. But he's a good dude. You know yeah, I mean? that's and that's bottom too. line. So like, you know, a lot of people think like, oh, you know, you could just pay for a feature and this and that. And it's like, I, I just feel like the way things are going nowadays, it's more organic and like, you know, you build a friendship and he's that kind of guy. Okay, but correct me if I'm wrong. Sure, you can pay for features, but it's not Nashville and it's not hip hop. Rock has always been so much more organic than that. Where when features do happen, and they happen quite often, don't get me wrong, but when they do happen, it is something where you got to feel that. You got to want to do that. It's not yep. just a, I guess I can throw my voice on this thing and get paid a couple grand, you know, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to, it, you got to want it. That's right. it. Right. Exactly. All right. Enough about the Spencer Love Fest. Um, <laughs> bring us back to the day when you guys started, because you guys started, this is an interesting story to me for Fame on Fire, because you guys started out, what, mid 2015s or so, right? Actually, today is our anniversary. Today. December 7th. So we're recording this on December 7th, the day uh, that will live in infamy. Mm-hmm. 2013. 2013. 2013. It started okay. on accident. Started on accident? Yep. Well, mm-hmm. I want to hear this story. All right. So I'll, I'll tell it. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Sit, sit down and relax. This is a bit of a long one. So right. Get my popcorn. <laughs> so our drummer, Alex Roman, yeah. he wanted to do a drum cover of Katy Perry's Unconditionally. And okay. we were like, cool, whatever. Blake and I, we were, Alex Roman, Blake, and myself, we were in a band prior to this. And we were like, oh, we're done doing this. Blake and I moved to Orlando. We were hanging out with our buddy Justin. Yeah. And um, we had a home studio and everything. Alex came up. Alex did the drums for it. And we were like, okay, cool. Alex has these drums. And I, I was like, I'm not dealing with this. Blake, you take care of this. And Blake's like, okay, cool. So Blake like took care of everything. And then Blake's like, I'm going to put some guitar on this. And so Blake puts guitar on these these drums that are for a Katy Perry cover. And he's like, now it sounds heavy. He's like, hey, Brian, <laughs> do you want to sing on this? And I said, no. <laughs> My, <clears throat> mind you this, previous to this, 
Brian wasn't a vocalist. Okay. He was, but he was a chorus kid in high school, so very sure. clean, blend in, and he was a backup vocalist and guitar player in our previous band. So he's not a vocalist yet. Gotcha. And so Blake's like, did you want to sing this? I said, no, no, no. And Blake's like, dude, please just sing this. Like, uh, like I, I don't want like this. Just, just please just do it. And I said, yeah. okay, fine. I'll give it a shot. So my routine was to go outside, smoke a bunch of cigarettes and come inside because I wanted to sound like Chester Bennington. I was like, if I'm, raspy. If I'm going to sing, sure. I'm going to sing like Chester, right? All right. Get the heaters out. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So um, we do it. We track it. It comes out. It turns out really good. I do all the production on it. Mix it. Master it. And so it's like one of those where you hear it and you go, you know, if I didn't know that that was a Katy Perry song of all stupid people, yeah, this would be a really cool metal track. Yeah, no, yeah? it was okay. it was very very cool. And I remember I remember we were like sitting in our buddy's car and we we're like, yo, this is actually really sick. And then we're like, okay, Alex is like, I have a guy coming up to shoot a video for it. We're gonna shoot it in, in his friend's garage, and and that's it. Can you guys be in the video? We're like, yeah, sure, whatever. We're gonna shoot a video for it and everything. Yeah, oh, so yeah, so right. we film it. Um, in this guy's garage, and then Alex releases it under Alex Roman, Katy Perry, unconditionally cover. Okay. And we think nothing of it. We start getting hit up like a week later by people, and they're like, yo, you guys are being played on iHeartRadio, and you guys are like blowing up on YouTube, and like we're like, what? What the hell? What are you talking about? And they're like, your cover of <laughs> Katy Perry. We're like, what? <laughs> we go back, at we look at the video, and it's got 60,000 views, which at the time for us was massive. Yeah. And then, you know, we look on Twitter and like iHeartRadio is playing us because someone entered us into an iHeartRadio competition and it won. And so it starts getting played on national radio and people are like, now, is this just Alex behind the scenes pulling all the strings? Or is this is Alex? Has, I don't even think Alex <laughs> knows this is happening. <coughs> right. Panic, it just happened. Yeah, this is just wow. happening. So, so somebody just randomly submits it to iHeart? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and we got picked up by it and then they played it nationally and then the video blew up on YouTube. And, and at this time, we're st it's still just called Alex Roman. Right. right. So we come together. We're like, okay, we love Alex. You know what I mean? Cool name, yeah. I suppose. That's, you know, he didn't choose that. Alex Roman. But it's not really a good band name. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like people, <laughs> the point is everyone starts commenting like, you got to come here. You got to come here. When are you going to play this? When are you going to do this? When's the next cover? When are you doing originals? Like people are blowing us up. And we're like, It would be funny though, because you know, you have, uh, you know, you have your Alice Coopers and such of the world. Uh, it's the singer. It's the front man. If you just named the band after the drummer. Yeah. Well, hold up. Do you know okay. the band? Do you know the band Saul? You ever heard of the band Saul? I love Saul. Yeah. Okay. My name is Blake Saul. Correct. Their and their lead singer's Blake name Blake. Bed Saul. The, oh wow! Yeah, Bed I guess Saul. I never thought of that. And can I, I tell you, I get Blake, like last week dude, too. Was please hit him, him up and yeah. be like, "Yo, I met Blake Saul from Fame." Oh, I'm um, gonna, I get mistagged and all this anyway. stuff, and I'm just like, it's so funny. Like we've joked about creating a super group. You know what I mean? Like just <laughs> the Wall of Saul or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? The Wall of Saul. Digress. No, that's funny. That's awesome. Anyways, so. I just appreciate the reminder that I owe him a phone call. There you so, go. So we, we sat down and we're like, okay, let's, uh, we, we gotta, we gotta be, be a band, I guess again. And cause I, I don't think either of us really wanted to be in a band, but like it blew up. Yeah. And so we were like, and Blake's like, okay, I have this, I've had this name fame on fire for a long time. Let's use it. I said, sick down. Let's go. Fame and we became fire. fame on fire. We changed the name from Alex Roman to fame on fire. <laughs> okay. But then you guys did, you guys did more pop covers. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah. Um, we, we moved really slow. <laughs> at first we uh we put oh, out like, like maybe a like a cover does. a year yeah. uh, and then and then around 2016 we got like serious we're like okay let's start putting out like a lot of stuff let's put out covers let's put out originals let's do the whole nine mm -hmm. let's like really 
see how big we can make this. Mm-hmm. And so we got serious in, in 2016. And um, yeah, them, them, you know, from there, well, then you're an EP, right, yeah. an album, yep. now a second album. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, you had the song uh, with poor Stacy that I can't think of the name off the top of my head. Headspace, thank you. I'm like, yep. Headstrong. No, that was a band. <laughs> um, and that was a really crappy song by a really crappy band. Um, <laughs> Won't go there. <laughs> no, I, I will. Okay. Um, I, don't, I don't care. Uh, he pissed all of us off, and that's fine. Uh, either way. He's yelled I, at me on Twitter, too. Don't worry. Yeah. Oh, I think, I feel like that's when you, <laughs> Here we go. that's another thing. <laughs> if you, you have to have a song featuring Spencer from Ice Nine Kills and you have to have been yelled at by Chris from Trapped yeah. on Twitter. If both of those things have happened to you, you made it. <laughs> like future Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. Yep. That's so good. Yeah. That's about a shirt. <laughs> I got yelled at by Chris from Trapped too. <laughs> yeah. I remember it was like, a, it was, I remember it, there was like a meme merch. with it. There was a meme with it just to see if you could get yelled at by Chris. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great merch idea. I got yelled yeah, at by Chris from Trapped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I love that idea a lot, actually. You know, we're going to get sued, and then it might make the news, and then even bigger. That's even bigger, yeah. Yeah, but is that publicity for him, though? Is it good? I mean, I know there's supposed to be this whole, like, there's no such thing as bad publicity. I feel like that's bad publicity. Yeah, I mean, you know you you messed up when neither side really go, like, it's like, yeah, that's my guy. Both sides are like, oh. Yeah. 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 I don't know, bro. We're getting out of here. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, you uh, you have the song with uh with Poor Stacy and Headspace. Uh and that is on levels. And that song does well for you guys. So oh, yeah. obviously there was you know, you had the covers, you do the originals <clears throat> and obviously do you feel like doing that like helped the songwriting process for the future? 100%. Because those songs were written by people who get paid millions of dollars to write songs. Exactly. So, Thank you for understanding this. You, 100%. Together. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, I'm sorry, old school punk rock. No, you have to play your three chords real fast. And, ah. No, we uh oh, we <laughs> would do the most songwriting. we would do the most unconventional thing ever. Um and it would probably piss a lot of purists off, but uh we would write a Hip hop or pop song, okay, and then we would cover it. So you'd write yeah. a pop song, yeah. and then cover that. Yeah, we'll show you demos. To, we'll send, really? yeah. we'll send you yeah. some demos. Oh yeah, it's fun. It's really yeah, cool. like uh, like interesting. Yeah, and so that's what we do. And you know, if the song calls to be heavy, we'll make it heavy. If it doesn't call for it, we won't. Like we'll just make it a normal rock. Well, song. I mean, you listen to your songs, you can hear it. I mean, you can hear the pop aspect of it, sort of yeah. the um, almost old school industrial. If industrial was clean. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you can hear it in your music. So it doesn't surprise me to hear that you did that, but it does at the same time because who does that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's it's so crazy, though, because it's like, it's almost like the only way we know how to write now <laughs> in, in a weird way. <laughs> yeah. The other day we're riffing something and it was like, start with a guitar. And I'm like, I don't know what, uh, this riff, that riff. I couldn't. It's it a, together, we, you know I mean? we are, we are melody guys. Well, so we start with different ways to write a song. You know that, but it's, um, right. You know, a lot of times, like, yeah, you mentioned. I don't think there's any right or wrong way to write no. a song. No. I think as long as you write a song that's good and makes you feel something, mm-hmm. then you wrote a song. Who cares yeah. how it came about? I mean, I've written, written songs from just a voice memo, you know? Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But Absolutely. Then, then you put the piano over it and then you make it the pop song. And then from the pop song, you make it the rock song. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whatever so either way, it starts as a pop or hip hop song. It, it, and listen, at the end of the day, you know, if the rock thing ain't working out so well, then you can turn around and be like, hey, look, we wrote there you go. Oh, we're just going to go country. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably just go country. country. Yeah, yeah, go country. You're going to do that too? Yeah. Just a Why not? Time. I don't know, man. You got country guys going rock. You got con- rock guys going country. Yeah, we'll, we'll I don't know. blur the lines Things even are harder. Flying. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, dogs like, and cats are getting along. We got we got a hearty <laughs> and jelly roll. We'll get, we'll get both of them on futures. Call it a day. There you go. There you go. See, now those guys you probably could get on futures just by asking. 
So oh, Jelly Roll loves Jel- this. Jelly Rolls. I love that guy, though. Yeah, yeah he's, he's so awesome. What, what? Literally one of the nicest people I've ever he, met in my life in really good weed. He, he, uh, what? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he really, he really helped us out. We were uh, staying in Nashville before we hit the Trinity of Terror, and he was yeah. just like, hey, do you guys want to use my um, rehearsal. rehearsal room? And we're like, yeah, that'd be great. He goes, yeah, I pay for it, and we just never really use it. So <laughs> awesome. he, he hooked us up with his rehearsal room and he like came by and said, what's up? And he was a super nice dude. And it, it was like just a great dude. And then we, um, we played a birthday, birthday, birthday yeah. in Orlando with him. Oh yeah, yeah. And he came out and he, and he like, he was talking about us and like announced yeah, he, us. He introduced us and we had no idea he was going to do that. Cause he played after us on a different stage. Yeah. And um, he was like, you know, he watched us do the walk on and whatnot, you know, for our set, but and all of a sudden, he's out on stage with a mic. We're like, "What?" And he goes, "Give it up for, you know, the next big rock band, you know, type." And it was just like so nice of him. So that's cool. amazing. Yeah. And he was telling us, he's like, "I was just at the radio station telling telling all these people, all these folks about you guys." He's like, "He's like that. I think you guys are the next big thing." And then he looks at me. He goes, "He goes, you're gonna want to be friends with them." I said, "Okay." <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, one word of advice after all that: yeah, don't fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You guys, it's been a pleasure uh, getting to know you a little bit better. I do greatly appreciate it. Welcome to The Chaos is the record that is available anywhere and everywhere you get music from. Uh, and again, it sounds great. And now that you say you wrote the songs the way you the way you wrote them, it makes even more sense to me. But it's cool. It sounds sonically sounds amazing. Um, that's a huge thing for me personally. I, I, yeah. just, I love a good sounding record. Like as much as I love The Misfits, I can't listen to The Misfits because it sounds like absolute garbage. Yeah, because it's all mono. Right, exactly. <laughs> But there is a sonic feel to the, to this record. That's not it, even on top of levels like this. It's really good, you guys. Yeah, uh, and the song's obviously incredible. I got a funny story about how the mixing. So I didn't mix it, but Sam Gruana mixed it. Yeah, and I, I'm probably butchering his last name, and I will always butcher his last name. <laughs> but I remember I'm literally sitting in Mexico because I had a vacation planned out. <laughs> I'm sitting in Mexico with my AirPods in, drinking like just tequila, and he's probably sending really drunk. Yeah, trash. And he's just sending <laughs> he's sending me mixes after mixes. And he's like, "Any what revisions do you need?" And I would write my revisions over, and then he'd send them back. Uh, I was drunk the whole time. But <laughs> it worked. But it worked. It mattered. It mattered. Drunk opinions matter. Oh yeah. Yeah. Another <laughs> another merch design. <laughs> drunk opinions matter. Look at this. Wow. And you know what? I won't take thirty five percent. He'll take 45. I'll take 45. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) After the venues get their cut. You guys, thank you so much (laughs) for uh, for stopping by. I greatly appreciate it. And I can't wait to see you again soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You got it. Cutter's Rockcast. Don't forget to tune in. Exactly. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.